Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. Hey church, welcome to uh, week three of our new series, uh, well it's not that new now, we're up to week three, uh, Above All Else, and today we're going to be looking at the discipline of prayer, and I've asked a very good friend of mine, uh, pastor of C3 Kingscliff, Steve Godfrey, to bring a message for us today. So just in a moment we're going to hear from Pastor Steve, but before that I just wanted to touch base with everybody in uh, regards to how the challenge from last week's message went in regard to meditation. Um, were you able to ponder much about um, you, you know the, the the amount of clutter in your world? Do you really want to hear from God directly for yourself? And then our our practice challenge: How, how did you go with five to ten minutes a day practicing those three forms of discipline? Um, Monday, Tuesday, we set the challenge for meditating on Scripture for five or ten minutes, writing what we learned about God, what we learned about ourselves. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we looked at recollection, which was the palm down, palm up practice of meditation. Uh, what did you learn about you? What did you learn about God? And then Friday, Saturday was meditating on creation, just looking at the beauty of creation around us, the clouds, the the sea, the mountains, whatever it is, and just allowing that to speak to you and so that God can uh, show you more about himself, reveal more about you. So how did you go with that? Hopefully it went well. Um, for me, I find uh, meditation on creation quite easy. I love that. I reckon it speaks to me really clearly of God. Meditation on scripture, I find fairly easy too because I love studying God's word. Um, but if I'm to be really honest, like the, the, the recollection is probably the hardest for me because I've really got to think about things going on in my world and put all distraction aside and, and actually be far more vulnerable with God. So I probably found that one the most challenging for me, but, um, but possibly the most rewarding too because I am being so vulnerable and so real with God and allowing Him to, um, to, to speak and pour into me um, specifically where I need Him to. So um, but anyway, how did you go? Hope you went well. Um, love to hear from you guys. Uh, any feedback about these things um, so that we can continue to spur each other on in this series. So enough from me. Um, you're going to love this message. I'm so thrilled to have, as I said, a good friend of mine, Pastor Steve Godfrey from C3 Kingscliff, bring today's message on prayer. Enjoy. Good morning, C3 Church, Coffs Harbour. It is so great to be with you this morning. Uh, my name is Steve Godfrey, and I am the senior pastor at C3 Church in Kingscliff with my wife. Christy, and uh, if you haven't met us, uh, we haven't met you. Uh, hopefully, at some stage in the future, we will meet you guys. But for those of you who we already know, uh, it's so great to see you over the internet. Um, under the circumstances, it's crazy what church uh, that we how we've had to adapt to gather together. But I'm excited that uh, Pastor Justin and Pastor Anna have invited. Uh, me online with you uh, to share a word this morning. And uh, in the new series that you guys are currently doing, uh, Pastor Justin asked if I could share a message around prayer. And uh, I thought, well, it's such a broad topic uh, to focus on prayer. But this morning, I want to hopefully simplify a few things because for me, Prayer is such an essential part of our Christian faith. And I would say for all Christians, we would understand the importance of prayer. 
but sometimes we can uh, overcomplicate what should be something very natural on the inside of us. And so my aim today as we uh, dive into prayer and the discipline of prayer, spiritual discipline of prayer, is to hopefully simplify the uh, some foundational elements of prayer so that we don't get so so deep that uh, maybe we, we drown ourselves when we're trying to embark on a journey or a prayer life. So why don't we pray uh, before we come around the word this morning. Father, I thank you that as we open your word today, you will speak through me, but you will speak to us all. I pray you speak to our hearts, bring about change, and we thank you that you do a mighty work in our lives. In your mighty name we pray. Well, this morning I want to focus on three particular parts of prayer. One is the importance of prayer. Uh, the second is the power of prayer. And then the third is the practice of prayer. And uh, I think the reason why it's important, and it is an important part to focus on the importance of prayer, is because if we don't have a, a simple, strong understanding of what prayer is, we can easily become distracted. We can easily become uh, derailed in our prayer life. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. It says, For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. I, I like that scripture because it illustrates the fact that we are co-workers with God in His plan. It's not necessarily our plan. It's His plan. It's his mission, Missio Dei, the mission of God. In, we actually are invited into a journey of being a part of God's plan. And when you understand that from the beginning, you need, to, you need to then take hold of the thought that when we are called to be co-workers with God, to see his mission outworked on this earth, it means that we have been given um, the authority, we have been given power. Now, I think one of the things that we get confused very early on in our prayer lifetime or our prayer lifestyle is that when we come to pray, we're not praying to try and get things from God. We're actually praying into existence the things that God is wanting to do in this world because we're co-workers with him. There are things that God has declared from the beginning of time that no matter how much we pray, they won't change. Now, that's the truth. There's certain things that if you pray about, they won't change. But what we also need to understand is that there are many things that God is waiting for us to pray into to bring about change. And I think that's an area that we can get confused very easily, that we, we think that, oh, I shouldn't pray, I shouldn't ask God to do that because I don't know if he wants to do it. And then there's other things that we pray into, Lord, help me win the lottery or, you know, <laughs> I don't know, what something crazy that you sort of go, well, maybe that wasn't the right prayer. What it's about, what prayer is about is understanding that we are co-workers with God. That our prayer and the importance of prayer is that we are praying into being certain things that God wants to see done. When you read scripture, you need to have a very holistic view of what the scripture says around things like health, 
things like prosperity, things like moving in the spirit, seeing God touch people, seeing lives change. I can tell you right now, when you pray a prayer to see God move on your neighbors and reconcile their marriage, he will start to work on their marriage. Because that is within God's will. He loves them. He cares for them. And that is part of his plan to see the the fullness of God's love pour out on people. Now, sometimes we get in our our little brains, and I, I do this a lot. We get caught in that rationalizing, maybe I shouldn't pray. If it is God's will, when should I? And it's not actually how we should be praying. There is no point where God actually, or Jesus, as our example, ever said, if it's your will, you should do it. There's one time where in the garden, he actually says, not my will, but your will. But he never says, oh, I'm going to throw this prayer up. And God, if it is your will, maybe you can do it. He, he, he never says that. He just prays with confidence and boldness and courage. But he is coming out of that place of love and compassion for people. Psalm 55 verse 16 to 17 says, As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning and noon, I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. Prayer is that moment of sharing what's going on, crying out to God, of asking, of of declaring, of prophesying. When you pray, you, you need to have a boldness and a confidence Not in some ability to conjure up the magical opportunities, but you have a boldness in the fact that you are co-working to see the goodness of God poured out on this earth. Now, I think when selfish desires get muddled up into this and, you know, when it becomes all self-focused in your prayer life and it's all about you, that's when it can get a bit gray. That's when we find, we struggle and we think, why is this not happening? And I haven't seen God move in this area of my life. But what I would encourage you to do is to get back to the importance and the foundation of prayer, that prayer is not so much something that should be focused on us, but it should always be focused on others. It should always be focused with the understanding of the mission of God. God's mission is to see life flourish on this earth, to see the prosperity of God and the goodness of his love and his creation come to fullness. When we pray, having that as our focus, you will see your prayers answered. You will see God do things because you are co-working with him. But I really want you to understand that your prayers are a communication with God and you will see things happen and see things change. Now, you might be saying, Steve, I've prayed things and not seen anything happen. The question I would ask you is, were you praying for your own things or were you praying for others? My scripture says when the, if you read in Matthew, it talks about the fact that when you put God's house first, he'll take care of of your own house. He'll take care of you. When you put God's mission first, his plan, the flourishing of, of human life, of creation, when you put that first and compassion and love, and you're praying out of that motivation, what will happen is, is the things that you're probably concerned about in your own life, God will take care of that. Be on mission with God. Be focused. Be prayerful with God. And you will see your prayers answered. And I think that's something that we really need to understand is that the importance of prayer 
is not so much so that, oh, God, here is my prayer list. Please answer this so I can go and do my thing. But it's to understand when we pray, we are co-workers with God in his purpose and in his plan. And when you have that as, an, as a foundation, you need to, you then realize that there is power in your prayer. There is power in the way in which we pray. As I said a little bit earlier, we do not sit there and go, Lord, I ask that you you look after my neighbor. If it's your will, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, maybe 50-50, let's flip, flip a coin. No, we pray with boldness and we pray with confidence. If it's in line with the will of God, which is the creation and the flourishment of, of all creation, then what happens is when we pray, we can pray with boldness and confidence. Matthew chapter 21, verse Uh, Matthew chapter 21, verse 21 to 22 says, Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what has been done to this fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, I know that this scripture can easily get caught in this place that people think, oh, Jesus is talking about, you know, the mountain and he's talking about the city that was on the mountain, all this When I read this scripture, I come down to the very simple thing. If you have faith and you don't doubt, it'll happen. When you're co-working with Christ to see his mission outwork on this earth and you pray for things, it will happen. Don't have doubt, have faith. If you're praying for your church and you're praying that God will give you guys new uh, financial opportunities to see new buildings and new ministries and, and new outcomes and people touched and people saved, don't have doubt, have faith and it will happen. You have to stand in boldness, stand in courage, stand in this place that says, I understand that I am a co-worker with Christ. I'm, I'm partnering with him. When I pray, I'm praying with that boldness. In John chapter 15, verse 7, it says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. What an incredible scripture that if we remain in him and he remains in us, that, that, that his words are in us, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think that the, the issue here is not about the asking, but it's about the remaining. Understanding when you are praying, we're not praying with selfish motive. We're praying, understanding that we are co-workers in God. And the reason why I'm harping on this point is because too often our selfish desires on the inside of us rise up and we get caught in that place of thinking, oh, I need this thing. I'm going to pray God gives it to me. Well, here's the deal. If it is God's will, if you read it in scripture, if God, if Christ is doing it, then you can do it. If Christ is praying for it, you pray for it. If you come across uh, someone who is sick, Jesus paid the price for sickness on the cross to release life. Pray with boldness. If you are, if you're questioning the thought of of um, praying for a new home, then you need to go to that place where you pray boldly because you know you're stepping into the will of God for your life. Now, it's not so that we accumulate massive wealth and we, but, it, but everything we are given is so that we may be generous. I know that my, my wife, Chrissy and I, we have uh, always lived that way, that we have no issue in living uh, a way that we, um, 
you know, to earn money or to run businesses or to get a home or to have a car because everything we're given, we have a mentality that everything we have is Christ's. I will give it away as freely as I, it has been given to me. And, you know, there's been times where I remember when we first were saving up for a home. Uh, and uh, we had a deposit, we had it all laid out, we're getting things sorted. And I remember God challenging us and, and, and we felt in our spirit to give the deposit in an offering. Now, this is not something to say that if you just do it, it's going to happen. It needs to be something you feel God calling you to do. And I remember going to that place and saying, okay, God, I'm putting your kingdom first. I trust in you. Everything you have given us, you have given us for a reason. So we gave an offering and God still made a way for us to be able to buy a home. And for me, that was such a, 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 an answer to prayer, not to say, well, if I do things, God will give stuff back to me. But it's, it was an answer to prayer because I realized I can trust God. I can trust God, be a part of his kingdom, be a part of his plan, and he will take care of me. If I put his kingdom first, he will take care of my life. And so we need to get our place. Sometimes we need to reattune our thinking when it comes to prayer. Our prayer life sometimes can be focused on the channels that are all me, me based. And we need to get it tweaked a little bit. So when we pray, we're, we're praying kingdom prayers. We're praying for other people. We're praying with compassion and with love. That when you see someone, you, your heart is motivated to pray for them and pray with boldness and pray with courage. The reason why you would pray for someone who is sick to be well is not to see a miracle for a miracle's sake. But the reason why you would pray for someone who is sick is because you have compassion and you, you, you think, my goodness, they, they're going through. Oh, God, you can do something here. There's compassion and there's love. The reason you would pray for someone who to see financial breakthrough is not so that they just have money, but it's because your heart is moved with compassion because you're seeing the struggles they're going through. And you pray with boldness. You pray with confidence. But the thing about it is listening to God has to be the foundation of our prayer life. We have to stop listening to ourselves and what we want to pray for and start listening to God and ask him, what is it that God is asking me to pray? I see this situation and I see what's happening. God, what should I be praying here? What should I be declaring? And I, I find that one of the biggest challenges I come to in prayer is I think I don't have enough faith for this. Let me read you Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, because I believe it addresses the faith thought very clearly. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus understood that we would always go to that place of thinking, I can't do this. I don't have enough faith. I need to conjure up more faith. I need to get, let's get more faith before we pray. Jesus knew that's how we would think. And he said, listen, he said, because you have so little faith, I'm going to tell you something. Even those who have the smallest faith, it will happen. You don't need this big faith. You just need small faith. You might be asking, Steve, how do I know if I have small faith? How do I know if I have enough faith? If you, look at, if you, a perfect example of this would be, 
if you're talking to somebody and they say to you, man, I, uh, you know, my, my kids are going through some stuff and this is what's happening and uh, I'm really struggling with some situation. And then inside you, you get a sense to say, hey, you should pray for them. It's like a Holy Spirit just saying, hey, pray for these people. And if you actually ask them and say, can I pray for you? Can I pray for them? Let me tell you this. The faith, even just to say, can I pray for them, is enough faith to see a miracle happen. That is a small enough faith. That's all, you, that's all that's required of you is to step out and pray. You are not required to manifest a miracle. You are not required to shambarabambara and pray in tongues for 20 hours until it happens. No, you are just, you are just called to step out in faith and pray. Small as a mustard seed. Mustard seed faith is as simple as enough faith to say, well, I'm going to do it. Let's pray. Simple prayer. Usually we go for this big expression. If I don't have enough faith and this needs to be bigger. No, no, no. Small faith is all that God requires. All he requires is for you to step out, take a step. All that Jesus required of Peter was to take the one step out of the boat. He didn't ask him to do it. He just said, step out. Just step out. The confidence, the boldness, that is enough faith for God to move upon. That is enough faith. Now, here's the best thing about prayer. Once you've prayed, you have done your job. You are not there to manifest a miracle because Jesus manifests a miracle through the Holy Spirit. He does the work. We are just co-workers with him. We are just called to step out and ask, seek, knock. It will be given to you. That's all he asks us to do. The pressure is, is not on you and I to make the miracle happen, but it's because it's God's responsibility. He does it. He is waiting for us to step out. And so I want to just talk to you just quickly in these last couple of minutes about the practice of, pr- of prayer. The first is this. Don't complicate prayer. When you pray for someone or something, pray. I mean, this is, I remember hearing this at a conference many years ago, that when you pray for someone, you pray. And the moment you, in your head, get to the end of the prayer and think, I should pray more or I should say something more spiritual to, to make it happen, that's the moment you stop. That's the moment you say, that's it. Don't complicate prayer. Make it simple. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 says, and he says, truly, I tell you, unless you just change and become like children, you never enter the kingdom of heaven. Keep it simple in your thinking. Be like a kid. The reason why Jesus constantly drew the comparison between children and parents and being like children, if you have kids They come with boldness and confidence. They come with this, Dad, can I have this, please? They know, they just just ask. I'm hungry, can I have this? I see a need. God, can you do something? Praying for it. Praying with boldness. Now, the problem with that is often that illustration gets a bit skewed because our own experience as parents and we don't ask that and how rude is, but God's not like that. God is waiting, listening. He's anticipating you to to come to him in prayer. He's waiting to release something because it's his mission to see the fullness of his love and the fullness of his compassion and his grace pour out on this earth. We have to simplify our prayer. Be like kids. Once again, let me just warn you that we're not trying to conjure it up ourselves. 
The responsibility of answering the prayer is not on us. It is God's responsibility. He's just asked us to step out with little faith, be bold and confident and believe. We're not attempting to manipulate God. We're asking God to tell us what to do. We're praying, God, do something here. I'm not quite sure how. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but I know that you love this person. So I pray for a breakthrough in their life. I pray you do your will in their world right now in the name of Jesus. And that's what it's about, is the fact that we are called to be co-workers with Christ, to see the Missio Dei, the mission of God outworked on this earth. When we understand that in our prayer life, we understand that we start praying with boldness, we start praying with confidence, we start praying with the little faith, and we get to sit back and watch the incredible work of God in people's life. So let me leave you with some homework. Now, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. I think it's incredible that the disciples watched Jesus pray, and then they realized we are not praying right. We're not praying correctly. Jesus, teach us how to pray like you pray. Teach us how to pray like you pray. And so I would suggest that that's one thing we need to do. The place we need to learn how to pray is by looking at Jesus. One of the pieces of homework I would love for you to do if you want to learn more about how to pray, and you can do this on the internet through different Bible apps or even just read it in your own Bible, I would encourage you to copy and paste every scripture from the Gospels where you see Jesus praying for someone or for something. Then read those scriptures. Hear his tone. See what he's praying for. I tell you what, at no point in those scriptures will you ever see Jesus pray, God, if it's your will, maybe if I'm not quite sure, maybe if would you please answer me if I pray a lot? Never was he doing that. Never was he praying with some selfish motive. Because he never had that. He was always praying out of compassion and love for others. And when we start to understand that, when we go and read that scripture, we start to realize that prayer comes out of compassion, comes out of love. It comes out of uh, a, 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 a unity with, with God on his mission to see life transformed. When we get to that place of boldness and confidence, your prayer life will flourish you will start to find a new revitalized aspect of prayer that may have been dead for a long time in your heart because you will start to realize prayer is the lifeblood that flows through us in our churches, in our Christianity, and in our community. If you are not praying, and I am not praying for our community, let me tell you this. There is no other organization on this earth other than the church that is praying for people. It is our responsibility to co-work with God, to come alongside and pray for our communities, pray for our neighbors and see lives transformed. I hope you guys uh, get something out of this message today as we're focusing on prayer, that it will just be something that triggers on the inside of you. Go away, look at those scriptures 
Sometimes we've maybe grown up in church and seen prayer a certain way, got a little bit confused or a little bit muddled. And this would be a great opportunity to recalibrate and to recenter on the power, the importance of prayer in our life. Just remember, faith is small as a mustard seed. All you have to do is step out. God does the rest. Love, compassion, let it flow into people's worlds as we pray. God will use you. He wants to use you. He's waiting to use you in your church and in your community. In the midst of a situation like COVID, where the world is going a little bit topsy-turvy, this is the most important time for us as individuals and a community of believers to rise up in prayer. Hey, C3 Coffs Harbour, we love you guys so much and we're praying for you all the time uh, that God will continue to use you to do incredible things. How good was that? He is the gun. Um, and I love Steve. I love that message on prayer. Um, for me, I, I love that thought that he drew out of 1 Corinthians 3.20, which talks about how we are co-laborers with God and that prayer should be um, a time for us to align ourselves and our priorities as being uh, on mission with God. So uh, I want us to ponder on that this week. I want us to think about the, the ponder and practice challenge for this week will be um, to, to, like Steve said, to, to go through scriptures and find where Jesus prayed for people, where Jesus prayed for himself and his rhythms of prayer. And what do you learn from how Jesus prayed? Um, let that be the challenge this week. I, I would love for us to, to ponder how it is that Jesus approached prayer. So there's a challenge for you uh, to ponder that. And now the practice. That's sort of a practice, but the, the more practice in regards to the actual doing of prayer, I, I would love us this week to enter into prayer on a daily basis. And just like last week, it could be five or ten minutes, but I want us to put in uh, the practice of being intentional about our prayers being for others, that we would pray uh, for not just ourselves and our needs, but pray for what we believe is part of God's mission for this world, for other people. And I would love to hear what you learn about yourself, what you learn about God in the process of intentionally praying for others this week. So that's it. Ponder the things the way that Jesus prayed. Practice praying for other people and being outward focused and on mission for God. Have a great week. We can't wait to see you next Sunday. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.